Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, September 14th, 2020. Today we are reviewing the latest Disney blockbuster. It's been out all around the country. Uh, movie theaters are flocking to see this movie. That is Mulan, Tyler. Totally, totally flocking to their couches. Uh, Mulan was released digitally via Disney Plus. $30? Um, yes. If you want to watch it, uh, but it's on your account forever. Uh Pitched. If you keep Disney Plus. We pitched in, um, split it up a little bit. So it was like going to the movie, same price. But uh, we watched that. Um, first impressions, not give away too much. Not fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's not the original. Yeah. <laughs> that is a statement I can make. Yes. And we'll get into it. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! The brand new movie, Milan Thai. Um, revolutionary. Never before been done or seen. Um, Not this version. A great new story. Original movie. Not a remake. Wrong. I mean, I, this movie kind of was different enough. Where maybe it wasn't a remake. (laughs) 
the uh, the storyline on IMDb, a young Chinese maiden disguises herself as a male warrior in order to save her father. Okay. It's about spot on. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, spoiler alert. Not for the movie, but just for myself. And I'm probably going to get outraged for this. I've never seen the original Mulan. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have much to go off of. I've seen bits and pieces. but um, So I don't know. Have you seen the original Mulan? I have. It's been a while, but how much... Without getting into like you know the actual plot and the grades and whatnot, just how much did this follow the original Mulan? There was changes. Yeah, I don't remember the ending of the original Mulan. Okay, um, beloved Mushu was not in mm-hmm. this, which no, is no music either. Yeah, the music and Mushu are huge parts of the animated thing. Yeah, and they stripped it away to make a more realistic movie. Serious. Um, PG-13, so yeah, I would say serious, although it is the most G-rated PG-13 I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, let's get into it. Let's talk, because I have opinions. All right, plot slash story. Plot slash story, Jason. I gave it, I'm going to just totally jump in front of you. I gave it a seven. Gave it a nine. Oh. Why'd you give it a seven? Um, okay, so this is really... Where I think about how did things fit together, how did how was the movie paced. Um, also, this also goes into enjoyment, but I also think that part of my just overall following it and being entertained by it also goes into plot slash story. Um, this movie was boring. That hurts its plot slash story to me. Um, I did not like the pacing of it. Uh, there was kind of just like a drawn out. Phase one, not phase one. What's the movie term? Act one. Act one, um, followed by an act two, where she was at the you know training for her to be a soldier, and she was they were trying to make it like relatable and look at these struggles she has to deal with, and like she's becoming friends with these guys, and it's like cool, but it was like it just felt so shallow and empty. I don't know why. I don't know if that was just me not being connected to it, um, but it just felt so like like just forced and then you have it was act two and a half uh the end of act two was like the first battle which had its ludicrous things um the most notably is the fact that she can teleport Uh, essentially yeah it it was a shot of her (laughs) looking at a mountain to start an avalanche and then just cut to her behind the mountain she hops on the horse okay hops on the horse and then just she's in the middle of the fucking field and all of a sudden yeah, um, and they don't see her get behind her, even though get behind them, even though she was in front of them and would have had to go around them. Wide open field, wide open field. Um, so that happens, and then you have like the kind of final fight scene, I guess, which I honestly don't even remember that much because at that point I was just so out of it, like just not caring about the movie. Uh, they had things such as uh, kicking bows not bows arrows while they were in the middle of the air like she kicked it yep. full force like into a guy's chest like yep. it was shot from a bow um after and it wasn't like it was shot from a bow and then she kicked it and misdirected it it was the guy shot it at the other guy the, the one guy caught it the good guy the emperor caught it threw it to mulan and then mulan did a bruce lee kick and sent the arrow going 50 miles an hour but five minutes prior she was running in an open field, and the guy tries to shoot her with an arrow from, like, 300 yards away, and the bird lady has to swoop in front of Mulan and take the arrow because Mulan couldn't have seen an arrow coming from 300 yards away and simply sidestepped it. So she can Bruce Lee kick an arrow through a guy's chest, 
but she can't sidestep an arrow that's been coming at her from 300 yards away. While I agree with everything you're saying, I viewed that for a different category. I just ridiculous plot bullshit. That's what I thought. Um, but I'd also, yeah, it also goes into a different category as well. Um, I'm just ranting, okay? Just let me rant. Um, that's It's a rantable movie. Um, just ridiculous. And what I didn't like about this movie, and I, I guess I can save it for Key Elements. What did you think of Plot Slash Story, Ty? I gave it a nine. I thought it was serviceable enough. The idea of the Mulan story, which isn't Disney. It's just a story that Disney now seems to, you know, be the only ones to tell the story. Yeah, like all their stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's a good story. It has heart at the cel- at the center of it, mm-hmm. where you you know this girl she has a crippled father and he's going to do what he can to help his country. Yeah, and she sacrifices herself and goes to war for him. Um, it's supposed to be a story about her overcoming her challenges and growing and you know training. Yeah, and you know becoming a warrior. And a leader, despite her being a woman who is not accepted in this army. Yeah. That's all really good and really smart. Yeah. So really I, inspirational as well. Yeah. I think it. if other things were done a lot better with this, the story itself is fine. I gave it a nine because it is, we've seen it before. It's yeah. a normal story. They didn't do anything that I can remember to jump out at me as being different. Yeah. Um, I don't think the story is the problem with this i think the story when done correctly with other elements can be very good yeah i agree with a lot of the shit you were saying and don't get me wrong i docked at a lot of points in the other categories <laughs> um the story itself is a good story it's a good thing to build on they just did nothing with a fairly good story yeah and i don't know i gave it less points just because like you said they didn't build on it and it's just kind of just did the same shit um, I was trying to put the blinders on, ignore everything else, strictly the story and what they're trying to do with the story. They could have done it better, so it's not going to get any anything above a 10. Yeah. They didn't do anything unique with it, so I'm going to dock it down a little bit. But strictly, you know, blinders on, nine. The story isn't the problem. We've seen this exact story told out in a much, much better movie. But, like, okay, plot holes, again... Go into plot slash story. It might be key elements, but like she looked like a girl the whole time, the yeah. entire time, and like she finally let her hair down, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's a girl." I I just I don't know. I, maybe this is a movie where it makes more sense to do it animated because you don't have those kind of questions. Yeah. Um. But I feel like even from what I've heard about the ant, didn't she cut her hair in the animated one? She does. That is something they definitely should have done in this. <laughs> yeah. So, or the scene where she's bathing and the guy shows up and his first instinct is just to get naked and get right next to this other guy to have a conversation with him and then just get out. He had no intent of bathing. He just had to take his clothes off, go into the water and then leave. That's just dudes being dudes. <laughs> Ty, if I saw you bathing, if I did not need to bathe, I would not strip down naked. Even if I did bathing with you. Even if I did need to, I'd be like, hey, Jay, let me know when you're done. <laughs> uh, well, these are different times, right? This is like the 13th century or something. I looked it up. 15th. It was probably really cold. He wanted to get close for body warmth. So just rub logs together, make a make a fire. I don't know. I get what you're saying, and that's why it's not a terrible, terrible score. But I just thought there were so many plot holes and just kind of like head scratching moments where I was just like kind of laughing at it. Um, 
Visual slash cinematography, I will say, is the highest score I gave out. And we kind of talked about this beforehand. I gave this a 14 out of 20. It's also my highest score. I gave it a 13. We're always so similar. Um, I thought some of these shots were very, very good to look at. Yeah. Some of the use of color, the way they were shot. Yeah. Um, very, very visually appealing. You tell it was a high-budget movie. $200 million. <laughs> with that being said, this is a movie, it's a war movie with action, action sequences. Yeah. And all of the action looked like shit. Yeah. This was supposed to be a PG-13 tell a more real, realistic twist, so realistic that we can't have the dragon in it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to have her using her chi and kicking arrows and whipping pieces of fabric to knock people out that looks like <laughs> shit. And her as a child jumping off a roof and pole vaulting and fucking superhuman reactions and... All of the action stuff looked so cheesy to me. It did look cheesy. And I think that's just, it was the problem of they shot the rest of the movie so well. So that kind of stuff just stood out. Um, I will say like that definitely got negative, uh, took a negative hit on visuals and cinematography for me. It took more of a hit in another category. That was the method to my madness. Like I didn't want to punish it in two categories, but it did have a play. Um, that being said, th- these weren't visuals that were like jaw dropping. It wasn't like, oh my God, you know, look at these set pieces, look at these shots. And that would be up there in the 17, 18, 19, 20 range. Yeah. I think without the, the cheesy action, I'd probably give it like a 16, um, maybe even a 15. The cheesy action kind of drops it down a point or two, but it drops it down a lot of points in the next category. I'll just say it right now. Key elements, I gave it a four. Gave it a six. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're in agreements there. Um, like you said, you already said all the cheesy stuff. I was complaining about the the kicking the arrow through the guy's chest. and I just I don't understand this movie because – they took away some stuff to make it more serious. And in turn, you know, that's what the key element is. You're turning it into a war movie. Um, but then the, the war shit was bad. It was terrible. Like, I, I don't understand why you do this and, you know, make a PG 13 serious movie and then have all the action, all the war look like shit. Say, I'm going to take it more serious, but then turn what was just a bird into a witch. Yeah. A I, bird, witch who transforms. Yes. And, so uh, Mulan, I always keep wanting to say Moana. Mulan also takes a like ninja star from her to the chest. Her bra let saves her. But again, that arrow that was coming from 300 yards away would have killed her instantly. So the bird had to kill herself. Not kill herself, but sacrifice herself for I, the sake of the story. I very much want to point out that when that ninja star goes into her, she flies back no less than 30 feet. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. That is the most physics-breaking thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It doesn't pierce her skin, but a sharp object sends her back 30 plus feet that weighs no less than one pound well and when she pulled it out too like so when they showed it in her it was like there wasn't a lot it was of flush it was flush and then when she pulled it out there was a good like five inches on that ninja star look man i just don't like i've said it before um i don't like movies that try to be serious and then fail in being serious mm. and like if you're gonna be bad and do crazy like dumb shit like this um have mushu be around let the music i know you don't want to make the same movie and i know that's the problem that they have to balance with these movies is not doing the exact same thing but if don't shy away from the cartoony things but then add other cartoony things that are more cartoony than the original cartoony things you picking up what i'm putting down i i am (laughs) i I think the disney animated version is perfect disney version yeah there's no way disney can make a good 
live action version of this. They're going to lean too much on the the animated bullshit. Well, yeah. If you give this to a different studio and they make a very serious war movie with Mulan, this could be a great film. Yeah. Yeah. And actual action sequences and nothing magical. Yeah. And just a true war story with Mulan. You can make a fantastic film. Yeah. That is not what they did here. And if you're going to do the cartoony shit, then just full send it. Commit. Yeah. Choose one or the other, but don't toe the line to where you expect people to take you serious with a PG-13 movie and then whip people to death with curtains. <laughs> and it was the most predictable shit ever where the dude falls at the end, the bad guy falls, and it's, yep, of course he's still alive. Yeah. False stories, and he's just, oh, I'm alive, and then she has to kick an arrow into his chest. Yeah, and he shoots an arrow, and the guy catches it. Yeah, man. It's just... I agree with you. Choose what you want to do. Yeah. I agree completely. That's why I got a four. I did give it a little bit more points because I thought all the um, like Chinese architecture and some of the set pieces were really nice. And I wanted to give it points for that because I did. I do think they fairly represented that culture in what they did in that regards. So, and I think just the, the historical like set pieces and things of that nature, besides the ridiculous bullshit magic was fairly good. So that's why I got four points. <laughs> I, again, I literally was almost giving it a zero. That's fair. Mine is six points is the smallest amount you can get if you have identifiable key elements. Okay. If there's nothing and I don't know what the fuck's going on in terms of what this movie is, you get lower. I understood what it was. I understood it was trying to be a war movie. They had scenes like that. It was set in China. They had very good looking shit. Yeah. There was stuff there that I got. They just didn't do any of it good. Tyler, I just want to break the fourth wall here and mention within the line sports. Yes. Uh, my $55 parlay that we were talking about on the episode four days ago uh, just hit. That's fantastic. It took four days for it to hit. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Listeners going to be taken back right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I gave it a four. Uh, characters. I gave it... Okay, so this is, again, I feel like we might disagree here, too. I gave it a 10. Oh, boy. I gave it a three. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell me why he thought it was 10, and I'll tell you why. I disagree. Um, when I was looking at it, I don't like any of the characters, but I thought I thought this movie was a, a victim of really poor writing and really poor direction from the director. Oh, shit. Director direction? Those words are like derivatives of each other. Have you ever noticed that's, that? That's what they do is they direct things. <laughs> they give the direction of the movie. So that's where I saw the biggest flaws. And uh, Jason T. Reed was a producer, and he didn't do great. Uh-uh. Um, great name, though. Um, but the acting itself, like, I think, honestly, these are sympathy points. Because I thought the girl really tried her best with the bullshit she was given. Um, and I thought she was a fine, like, uh, lead role. I think if you put the exact same actress in a serious Mulan movie, she could have done, you know, great things with it. I just don't think she was really given the chance. I thought the side characters, while they were corny and the dad was predictable, I think it was all just bad writing. And I, I just, I didn't feel like the acting necessarily drove it down. I felt like it was some everything else out of their hands that makes them look worse. So I kind of just gave them a 10 as like a middle of the road. Like I didn't like it, but I, I almost feel like it's not their fault. So I kind of felt bad, honestly. <laughs> so I think where uh, you hit it more for plot story. Yeah. I didn't take away those points in plot slash story, and I took them away here. Okay. I think the acting performances were fine, but if I'm looking at the overall characters, 
this movie had no heart to it. Yeah. The bad guy was, uh, he looks like a bad guy. Yeah. Mulan was obviously the titular character. We're going to follow her around, but there was no heart to the story. Yeah. Um, there was some scenes that were okay that I thought she even could have done better, but they didn't do a lot of character building. It was more of a, you've seen Mulan, you know what this character is. Just accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sister was useless. She's not in the original and she had no role besides fucking up the matchmaking scene. Mm -hmm. The dad, you know, the dad was okay. Emperor was whatever. I, I didn't care about any of these characters. The yeah. bird character probably was the best, like, you know, they won't accept me for who I am type thing. The only one that had depth, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was an absurd character. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give it three points for that. But if I'm looking at it, I don't care about any of these characters. I don't care about the love interest. I don't care about the friends. Yeah. I, there's no heart to this movie. It's so base level slop thrown on screen. Yeah. And maybe we need to iron out the scale. Because when I think characters, I think specifically of acting performances and all the things you mentioned, I think about in the the plot kind of – because I, I think of it as like a writing perspective, them writing the story. So I don't know. Maybe we just need to iron out. I think at the end, though, it's probably going to even out with the allocation of points. Yeah. Um, we're always relatively close. I did give it pretty high. You gave it pretty low. That's a seven-point difference. But I just I, – I didn't care about any of these characters on screen. Yeah. I no, yeah. I, I, I think the performances – Maybe I didn't like the performances as much as you did. I thought some of them weren't incredible. No, yeah, nothing was, like, great. But... Um, Some a bit cheesy. Yeah. But more so the characters themselves I didn't like. So, I, again, you took away some points for story. I didn't. Yeah. You gave a lot more points for characters <laughs> I didn't. I think they were pity points, honestly. They might have been. And I'm glad you're accepting that because I didn't. I, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I feel bad for him, dude. Because I, I don't know. I just this movie felt like it had no direction and no depth, and uh, I just I feel bad for actors that have to do this kind of thing. Because you're like, damn, I got Mulan. This is a big role. This is a career changer. And then you're involved in this shit. You know, dumpster <laughs> like, fire. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna change my score though. Enjoyment, I gave it a five. Also gave it a five. Uh, five is the highest score in my absolutely hated it bored confused unappealing i will say i did not absolutely hate it um i didn't like it uh i wouldn't go i don't know i was i've already told multiple people how terrible it was though so maybe i did hate it i don't know i got a five i think we watched this as a group and i was not drawn to watch it at any point yeah we were laughing at serious moments yeah which hey maybe that gives it a little bit more love (laughs) um i just it wasn't a captivating story. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. There was literally, we're halfway through it, and I'm like, hey, I know how this story ends. I'm fine walking away. Yeah. Um, The action scenes, while the set and everything looked good, the action scenes weren't that cool. There was nothing that drew me into this. I was not aggressively mad at it like Artemis Fowl <laughs> and screaming at the fucker's tie. <laughs> um. It wasn't Drop Dead Fred, where it took me three attempts to watch the entire thing. (laughs) So it is in that lowest category, but it is right on the edge of jumping out of it. Because it wasn't a... It wasn't miserably awful fucking chore to get through. It was just a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Five, though. I also gave it a five. 
That gives me a final score tie. How come you always wait till after we're done to calculate it? Why don't you calculate it ahead of time? Because some I make I make a last second adjustment sometimes. I got a final score of 40. I believe you're at like 34. 36. So that's a 38 combined. So I gave it a 36. You gave it a 40. That brings us, Jason, to a 38 combined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good for 24th out of 27 movies. Only beat Fantastic Four, Artemis Fowl, and Drop Dead Friend. Our three bad movie reviews of the month. This is not a bad movie review of the month, people. It's just a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, it is evident by our scores. I feel like... The difference between like an 86 and an 88 can be massive, but also the difference between Artemis Fowl at 26 or whatever it's at and Mulan at 40 is big. It is big. Um, this movie's on a different tier, so it's like it's bad. Don't get me wrong, but Artemis Fowl and those other movies are just those are bad movie reviews. This is just a notch above. Yeah. So would I recommend it? Absolutely not. Wait until it's free. Once it's free, if you're a huge Mulan fan, maybe you don't want to watch it then actually because. They kind of take away everything from the original. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you got nothing to watch and, you know, the girlfriend likes Milan or whatever it is, maybe turn it on. Do not pay $30 for it. Uh, do not. Um, Please don't. Especially nowadays. Like, if I saw this in the movies, I would at least feel a little bit better because I would have got popcorn in my belly. Get the movie experience. You get the going out and yeah. out on the town and out with out with the significant other. Yeah. And snacks and around other people before there was coronavirus. Yeah. Um but I wouldn't have enjoyed this anymore if it was in theaters. I would have thought it was just as bad. Uh which is crazy. You know, I know we have some stuff we want to talk about related to it. One thing I wanted to touch on first is how good this movie is on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just shocking to me. Fucking mind blowing. When did we get better standards than the freaking critics? And I, I have another pod movie pod I listen to and shit, and they're giving it 80s. Are you serious? Well, 70s, 70s, 80s, really decent scores. Oh, do they do a scale too? Yeah. Like ours? They just throw out a number. Oh, okay. They don't break it down like we do. Um, Pat and Penny. 75% certified fresh right on that threshold. Um, 53 audience though. Look, we're even worse than the general audience on this. I don't, I don't get it. I'm going to say it. I'm all for equality and representation. We just talked about this last week with Chadwick Boseman, how important he was for representation in cinema. And Mulan is a great story of representation, both as a female lead and a male, you know, kind of dominated, not role, but persona, whatever, you know, uh, genre of movie. And, you know, also good, you know, representation for the, for Chinese. Um, and this movie very much is leaning into that. Um, I think that is why I got a good score, honestly, is I think people are looking at the impact it had in terms of representation because I think that's why it wanted to be a more serious war movie is because it kind of wanted to be this groundbreaking, like, look at this war serious war movie with a female lead, um, which, like you said, is a great story, you know, just in upon itself if they do it right, which <laughs> they didn't, but mm -mm. they had a great baseline to go off of. Um, and I think for that reason, honestly, I think that does kind of pollute some of the ratings. Um, yes, that image, that messaging is great. Yes, that representation is awesome. Yes, this could be huge for cultures. This could be huge for little girls, you know, at home. Um, is it a good movie, though? No, it's not. 
I mean, it, we like we talked about Black Panther last week. Black Panther is a good movie. I'm not comparing the two. But it got Oscar nominations because of the cultural impact it had. But at least with Black Panther, it's a good movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, now, if this got an Oscar nomination, I mean, the competition's thin. I don't know if there's going to be Oscars next year, but it fucking just might. And I might have a rant, dude, about that. But I think it's just one of those things where the messaging of it and honestly being PC, you know, and I'm someone who usually is like all for like being politically correct and representation and everything. But like, I think that's why it's getting good re- reviews, honestly. Yeah. And while I agree, like, you know, movies like this should be made. Do them right. Yeah. Someone else make a good Mulan story. Yeah. Live action. Because it can absolutely be done. Yeah, I agree. There's everything there to do it. They just fucking fumbled. Disney fumbled this. Yeah. Um, I, I the you know, again the cartoon is good for it being a cartoon and the style they did it with. You can do a good live action version of this. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna go serious, lean into serious. Yes. I will say this is uh the first thing we've reviewed that Armand White also has reviewed uh oh you know armin white is the guy who just gives good movies bad reviews and bad movies good reviews armin white first time in history we agree with him he gave it a rotten now i feel wrong (laughs) uh by now we've seen too many authentic dynamic chinese action movies especially saying yamu's recent shadow in the great wall to accept this dross well i don't feel that bad because this is an authentic action chinese movie this is this is dog shit oh gosh that is a questionable title, Armand White. What do you put? His title for his review is Disney's Mulan Virus. That's problematic. Can we please get this man fired so he doesn't have to do this anymore? Wow. That, that is uh, not good. <laughs> Quite unprofessional, even. Coming from... Because you're making the fucking inference to China virus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, we don't have to get into that part Fuck. of the dis- discussion, but I just fucking hate that guy so much. Going with Mulan, Jason. Disney's tried this a bunch with live action remakes. Mm-hmm. Where does this kind of rank in terms of what have you seen that's been worse? And maybe w- what are we thinking? Some examples where they've done it right. Okay, so future idea. We should probably actually rank these. Probably should. Uh, Probably should have done that this week. Next time they do a uh, live action, I don't know when the next one is, but we could rank them. I got a few I need to watch, like Lion King. Um, I don't know if we want to count Maleficent. Um, I think it's different. We have the live action um, Alice in Wonderland, though. Here's the lists of... We could just look at the recent ones. So since 2010. Okay. Oh, yeah. So recent wave. Uh, you have Alice in Wonderland, which I've seen those. Um, but that was even before this wave. Yeah, Maleficent, 2014. Cinderella, 2015. I'd have to watch those Those were two. almost like spin-off type movies too. Yeah. The Jungle Book, 2016. I've seen that. Um, Alice Through the Looking Glass. I don't know if I've seen that one. That came out in 2016. I don't think I have. Beauty and the Beast, 2017. Christopher Robin, 2018. Um, again, that's not really a remake though. That's just kind of taking an old property and making mm-hmm. something with it. Making it live action. Yeah. Uh, Dumbo. I have not Aladdin, seen that. <laughs> the Lion King, the next Maleficent, and uh, surprisingly, this one's not listed. I don't know why. Um, maybe oh, because it's not theatrical release. They're just this is just the theatrical uh, films, and then Disney Plus original Lady and the Tramp Mulan. We don't have to count Lady and count. the Tramp because that was meant to be on Disney Plus. This was meant to be a theatrical. Uh, the next live act, Ty. Hmm. They're making a live action Lilo and Stitch, release date TBA. 
that uh, that could be Victoria's most hated movie of all time if they fuck that up. Yeah, that is a beloved movie, not only by Victoria but by my family also. Yeah, apparently they're making the Aladdin sequel. Uh, oh. Pinocchio is TBD. Snow White TBD, Peter Pan TBD, The Little Mermaid TBD. Peter Pan's been done before. They've done like Hercules TBD. Hercules could be good. Bambi TBD. They're just really doing all of them live action. Uh, The only one that has a date attached to it is Cruella. So 101 Dalmatians, May 28th, 2021. So maybe that's when we do the list. Haven't they done that in live action too? Yes, back in um, like 2000. There's live action remakes of live action remakes. Where this movie falls... um, Look, it's no secret that I think The Jungle Book is probably the gold standard for these movies. It's the only one that's good. I've heard Cinderella's good. I haven't seen it. I, um, I enjoyed Aladdin. Aladdin? Okay, I've never seen the original Aladdin. Aladdin was good, but it's still not It's not better than the original. No. Yeah. Is Jungle um, Book better than the original? I don't think so. I've never seen the original. I think, they're, they, I think they're both good. I think they're both fairly similar. Aladdin was good. I liked Will uh, Smith's With, performance. Yeah. Um, as far as all the other ones, so I want to. Jungle Book's good because they changed it from the movie. They went more on the book, the source material, and there was a few. They had the same kind of baseline stuff, but there were some changes. Yeah. Um. So there's kind of like a threshold. So I feel like you have like the Jungle Book. Um, I'm just gonna throw Cinderella in there because I've heard good things about it. I know it's not great, but I think I have seen that and it was fairly decent. Uh, I'm not gonna count Maleficent. Um, I would say Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin are probably on the outer uh, outer banks of that kind of category of being good, but not like being as good as the other ones. I think they would be good if they were originals, but the animateds did it better. Yeah, and then you have a cutoff, and I feel like after that it just gets really bad. Uh, Dumbo was really bad. I've heard really boring. Michael Keaton things. did everything he could do to save that movie, and he was fantastic in his role. I bet you give that a... 10 for characters out of pity points for your boy Michael Keaton. It would just be 10 points for Michael Keaton, 0 points for everyone else. No, actually, Colin Farrell did a good job, too. I think Colin Farrell, that was who it was. I'm thinking I'm a Colin Farrell guy. I kind of like him. I like Colin Farrell, too. He's my favorite part about Artemis Fowl. He's on on screen two minutes. He's good, dude. So the acting actually... He's in something. Oh, he's going to be in the Batman. The acting is uh, not bad in Dumbo. It's everything else that's bad about it. Um... I, I know you haven't seen it. I can speak for Lion King, yeah. which was shot for shot just – and they call it live action, but it's all animated. Yeah. It was just a <laughs> CGI. CGI animated Lion King that had – the very similar to this, no heart, no emotion to it. Yeah. It took away all the warm feeling stuff and emotion Yeah, and just re-threw just re- it out there, which is tough. And yeah, I, I would. Moana's down there with those, man. It's not Mulan. Did I say Moana? Yep. Mulan. It's just not. It's not good, dude. It's just these animated. So these remakes, they're going to keep doing them because they make money. Um, which I know you want to have a discussion about that. But we'll get to it. They're going to keep doing them. Will they keep doing them? Good. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Apparently, they're making a live-action Tinkerbell movie with Reese Witherspoon playing Tinkerbell. Um, okay. According to Wikipedia. Look, man, I I just don't. I, it's a it's a fine line where they're trying not to remake these movies and they're trying to be different. And you either don't do enough of the original and it's just a terrible movie and people are upset, or you do too much and it's just a remake. And it's just such a fine line to toe. And they have the resources and they have the money, so they're going to keep doing it. But I don't know. I'm not a personally big fan of them. I'm probably still going to see them all. But 
I don't know. Yeah, I... And I know you want to talk about whether or not they should keep doing them. I want to run you through some numbers just real quick because they do make money. Uh, starting with Cinderella, made a combined five hundred, made half a billion on a ninety-five million budget. The Jungle Book just made under, made just under a billion on one seventy-five. Alice, three hundred million on one seventy, not as great. Beauty and the Beast, one point two billion in one hundred sixty million. Christopher Robin, one hundred ninety-seven. Christopher Robin, very good movie. I that that one's all. also up there, yeah. Um, one hundred ninety-seven and seventy-five. Dumbo made three fifty three and one seventy. Aladdin made a billion and one eighty three. Uh, Lion King made one point six billion. That's a lot. That is a lot. Ty. For a very bad movie. And um, that's up there on the all time box office for a objectively bad movie. It is the eleventh most grossing movie of all time. Um, and then Maleficent made four ninety one and one eighty five altogether. And this is counting their Jungle Book and the two one hundred and one Dalmatian movies they made back in the nineties and two thousands. They've spent $1.7 billion if they've made $9.1 billion. So they're getting a good return on their investment. This is the first one that is absolutely fucking dumpster fire, box office-wise. Well, but that's outside circumstances. 100%. Um, would it have done good otherwise? I don't necessarily think it would have been I think it would've. the other movies level of good. It would have made its budget back easily. I think it would have been right there with Dumbo, 353 I think that's... And I, I, with this one, two hundred million dollar budget, I think they usually need to make around three hundred to break even. Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah, um, it's just seeing this kind of stuff, and obviously they're they're losing one hundred and fifty to two hundred. Well, it also doesn't help that the uh, main actress made those Hong Kong comments, and yeah, that's pissing a lot of people off for sure. Um, but you look at this, you look at Tenet, where they're doing whatever they can to get it out yeah. in terms of, you know, big budget that objectively it's going to lose money no matter what. I, okay. Does that make studios either a avoid big budget movies because shit out of their control at this point is making them lose hundreds of millions of dollars? Or do you think maybe they even lean into it harder after this where oh, they don't I think they focus. lean into it harder? On the smaller stuff. I think because if you think about it, all the big budget movies for the immediate future are already kind of like planned out and some are even filming. You know, you heard the news of Robert Pattinson, you know, testing positive for COVID on set of the Batman. Yeah. All these big budget movies are already being made. They're already in some sort of production. You know, if this becomes a prolonged thing, then I think that's a conversation to have. And at this point, who knows how long this lasts. Um, You look even before that, like Dark Phoenix was another huge budget bomb. I think some studios I could see shying away from, but there's some properties that are going to keep doing it. You have your Disney, you know, the animated re the live action movies. You have your Marvel that's going to make money. You have your DC, the superhero movies, the cinema slop, you know, honest that cinema, you know, nerds talk about. You have your Fast and the Furiouses that are going to make money. I know you hate it. I do. You have your Jurassic Parks and your Godzillas. They're going to still make those movies. And those are honestly the movies that love them or hate them. And a lot of cinema snobs hate them. And I don't think they appreciate them in this light. Those are the movies that kind of allow studios to make better movies, in a sense. Like, to make critically acclaimed movies because they could have the fun, the funds to do so. You know what I mean? On certain ones, yeah. Um, I just There's no critically acclaimed movies without the big movies. Because if everything's just a critically acclaimed movie that doesn't get general interest, the cinema industry is not as big. It's just not. 
um you need those summer blockbusters you need those jaws that was the first summer blockbuster so i think they lean into it even harder um my my thing is you look at um bloomhouse who does a really good job of making a movie for two million and then having 50 million at the box office well yeah but where and they just keep pumping those out where it's small budget easy to make back your budget and make a percentage wise huge return yeah, but that these blockbusters couldn't make. There's more interest in, I think, the movie theater industry as a whole because of, you know, the blockbuster being around for Absolutely. 40 years. So I think they're great. I think Marvel's break, um, unintentional as it may be, is going to be good for it. It's going to be good for it because there's there's that point of, you know, superhero fatigue. And now they're just pushing Black Widow back as far as they fucking can. And they're still waiting to finish their Disney Plus shows. I think that will help them. Yeah. Um, however they decide to, decide to release. Um, it's just tough I, when you see these live action movies that have been here recently, not good Yeah, over and over again. It's just how many are you going to make over and over again until you start losing a lot of fucking money like you did here, which again, out of their control here yeah. to an extent. Yeah. I think even this movie, I think still would have made, made them money. Um, especially, I think they were really banking on the, the foreign market and, um, obviously because of comments and stuff political reasons that isn't hitting as well on top of coronavirus um i don't know they're gonna keep making blockbuster movies and i just don't understand why a movie like tenant doesn't just wait like why that one didn't make sense to me that was christopher nolan saying i want my movie to be out or even mulan like why don't you just unless they genuinely thought they were gonna make a decent amount on people buying it on disney plus which i i don't understand how you would think that I um, I think it's trying to get subscribers as well as people paying for it. Yeah. Maybe you thought you had something a little better than you really did with what the critic score is. Yeah. Um, Maybe we're on the wrong side of history on this one, Ty. I, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I, I just don't understand. Like, because you're not going to make less money by sitting it, like, leaving it on the shelf. I think the issue is they have so many things already backfilled. Yeah, but they don't want their movies competing against each other. There's always going to be like a dead weekend and shit, but there, theoretically, you should be able to just take the schedule and just move all of it back in its entirety. Obviously, that's not how it works. But, but. you have Christmas releases where everyone's out of school and you're going to want a family movie. You have yeah. summer releases where you're going to want that's teenagers, PG-13. Christmas of 2020, just wait till Christmas 2021. That's what Fast 9 did right away, remember? Oh, that they was the thing. next year, this day. They were... I think Universal knows that's their big money maker. Yeah. And they can work everything else around it. Yeah. Disney, again, Mulan's going to make them a lot of money. This isn't their big money maker, yeah, though. that's true. It's one of them, but they have so much other shit backfilled. Yeah. Where I think it was, uh, let's see what happens. Maybe we can test it out with this movie. If Mulan does well, we release Black Widow to streaming. There, I don't think they do that. No chance in hell now. I mean, Black Widow probably will be lower on the mcu box office draw maybe not now just because this honestly could have maybe helped their box office with black widow it depends on how long i think they wait if yeah. it's too close you're gonna have way too many people who are sketched out about it yeah um if you wait a little longer and everyone's good we'll see i think wonder woman beats them yeah so but black widow was always going to be one of the lower grossing just because it's not a you know one of the bigger name superheroes and people are dumb just in their own right because it's a woman-led movie so not only that it's 
a movie that takes place in a universe that's always moving forward, and oh, it's the thir- first time we're jumping back. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Fast Nine, though. How are you going to feel if coronavirus vaccine comes out, everything gets back to normal, and the first movie back is Fast and the Furious, and we have to do it? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going gonna- to hopefully enjoy John Cena. This is great. You know what? A coronavirus is not great. Um, <laughs> You're like a pause. A great part of everything that's happening right now is this might make you appreciate Fast and the Furious. Maybe. Fast and the Furious is better than nothing. It's not going to happen, though. <laughs> no chance I appreciate Fast and the Furious. Where are we pointing at, Ty? You're pointing at something. It's 912, Jason. Okay. Yeah, it's something scheduled at 9. It's 915. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're still going to make these big budget movies. I think Mulan sucked, but they've made bad ones in the past and hasn't shied them away from it. Artemis Fowl was a really... I think Artemis Fowl almost hurt them more than Mulan. I don't know, because I feel like Artemis Fowl, they had this really big book property, and it was supposed to be released like two years ago, and it just kept getting pushed back. They're setting up for sequels. And it was just... They just killed an entire franchise with a terrible movie, and also releasing it on streaming with no fee. So... I I mean, they have their, you know, money makers, but it... At what point is it you keep trying to make these new blockbusters and they just aren't fucking hitting? Well, it's going to take a few of them to not make money. And so far, all of them have made money. So, and they could look at this Dark one. Dark Phoenix? Artemis well, that's not Disney. Dark Phoenix was released through Disney. Okay, but it's not a Disney live action movie. And Artemis Fowl and Mulan are both out of their control. They're not going to look at those movies and be like, we need to stop going this direction. Because they're going to look at these movies and be like, they did bad because of coronavirus. I would just, I would just be on the lookout, Jay. Disney? Could be hurting for some money right now. So they're going to make... They don't, have, they don't have Disneyland revenue coming in with nobody going to Disneyland. So they're going to continue making these fucking big box office movies. I don't know how the Disney Channel's doing, but I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I'm excited for the Hercules live action on release date TBA. I, I need that to be very much a musical and very much cartoony because they've done it serious with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do they bring The Rock back to play no, Hercules? No fucking chance in hell. But like this version of Hercules, who's a good, uh, I'll, we'll end up with this discussion and uh, let us know on Twitter, or leave us a review and let us know what you think. Who would be a good live action Hades? Have you ever seen Hercules? Oh, Hades. I yeah. have. Yeah. Cause Hades is great. I was thinking Hercules and I was like, I don't fucking know. Hades gotta be someone who just fucking commands the screen when they're, you know who I was thinking and I know why I was thinking him, but I didn't realize it till right now. I was thinking Bill Hader. But I was only thinking Bill Hader because his last he, name's Hader. <laughs> Hades Hader. Okay, yeah. Um, he could be Hades. He could. A little snarky. I, I he's got the face for it. it. He's got the skinny, tall build yeah. that I think would look good for a Hades. Yeah. I'm trying to think here. I don't know. It depends on how they want to lean into it. If they want someone who's just over-the-top animated... Oh, Jim Carrey. Uh, I think he's too old. He's too Jim Carrey. I think he's too Jim Carrey. (laughs) All right, that's fair. Um, I looked up a bunch of comedic actors, and they're showing me old as fuck people. Will Ferrell? Definitely not Will Ferrell. Adam Sandler. Definitely not Adam Sandler. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on... uh apple podcast leave, leave us a review and tell us who you would think would play a good hades or something um maybe an aged jack black maybe you know what we'll do is this is homework next week we're both gonna have an answer i'm fine with it i'll be i'll be i'll have three answers 
Okay. Don't forget. I'm, I'll try not to. <laughs> you got anything else, Ty? I don't. Maybe don't go see Mulan. Yeah. Um, if if you really want to and you got a couple people to split it with. Go maybe, for it. Maybe you split it. Maybe you steal someone's Disney Plus password. Watch it on their account. My password is. <laughs> um, besides that, not a great movie. And next week, we are celebrating a very special day. Oh, is that next week? I haven't looked at our schedule. Okay, continue. Why did you stop talking? Because you had me second-guessing it. It is next week, correct? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is our episode releasing for Jason's birthday. Well, it's the 21st. My birthday's the 20th. For Jason's birthday. We're going to be recording it pre-Jason's birthday. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's any big-budget movies or anything that we're going to be able to see. Yeah. We're ignoring those if they are. Yeah. We're doing our favorite movies from each year we've been alive. <laughs> So not a, not your our top twenty two favorite movies because I'm turning twenty two. Our favorite movie that's made in 1998, made or released in 1998, released in 1999, released in 2000. So it's gonna be interesting every single year. I mean, my top ten could all be made in a three year span, and I'm gonna have to go outside of the box for a couple of these years. Now I was gonna say, are we gonna do each year and then power rank those? Oh. And are we going to do any movie scales? Are we, like, both going to do a movie scale for our, like, number one on the power? I don't know. We'll I'm not doing out. 22 fucking movie scales. No, yeah. Stuff. That's not all of them. I'm saying, like, number one. Uh, maybe we do our favorite movie. Is that you? Is that me? I think that's you, Tyler. Bad radio. Oh, what my. God. I, I literally haven't opened a tab in 15 minutes. Oh, Ty. I'm on the clock. First round. Six pick. Fantasy football draft. Maybe we do. Do I go Dalvin Fav- Cook or Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. Maybe we do favorite movie from each year and then power rank years separately. Oh, I'm not on the clock. Okay, they took Dalvin Cook. I'm taking Michael Thomas. Maybe like 2017 was my favorite year, but its best movie wasn't better than 2004's. Okay, we'll figure it out. So, do homework on any movies in the past 22 years for next week's spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.